Hey there, and welcome back to the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and each week I share with you knowledge and tips and strategies to help you weigh less and live more. As a geriatric physical therapist, I have seen the negative downstream consequences of poor health choices, so I want to empower you with the knowledge and tools needed to change your lifestyle now and live a healthy future. So last week's episode was all about how to use the Keto Mojo device to tell if you're in ketosis or not. And this week is going to be some troubleshooting. So what do you do when you're not in as advanced nutritional ketosis as you maybe had expected? What are some things that you can do, some lifestyle factors that you can tweak to further push your metabolism into the fat burning zone? That's what we're talking about today. It's a really interesting topic. I hope that you like it. And if you want to let me know in the ratings and reviews for this podcast, I'd really appreciate your feedback. So if you haven't already taken the time to leave a rating and review for this show, that would help it get seen by and heard by more people. Thanks so much. Let's go ahead and dive into this episode. This episode is going to review my top tips to get into ketosis and burn fat fast. For those who aren't familiar with ketosis, I'll be doing a quick review about what ketosis is, how to test to see if you're in ketosis, the benefits of ketosis for fat loss, and as promised, what you can tweak in your lifestyle to get into ketosis fast. If you're looking for science-backed information about sustainable weight loss, habit change, and mindset, be sure to subscribe to this channel and turn the bell on to get notified each week when I post a new video. I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of the Weight Loss for Health online program and the Reshape Your Health podcast. Each week, I bring you new content to give you the tools and inspiration you need to weigh less and live more. Let's get started with a quick review of ketosis. Ketosis is actually a metabolic state in the body that occurs when your body runs out of carbohydrates for energy, which is its preferred form of fast energy, and has to switch to burning your stored fat for fuel. Ketones are a byproduct of this fat metabolism. These ketones can be detected either in blood, breath, or urine. I recommend the Keto Mojo device because it's far more affordable than the breath reader. It's an accurate device and it comes with blood ketone and blood glucose strips, both of which provide valuable information for your health. I will link to that device in the description below this video. I recently did this video that talks about how to use this Keto Mojo device to test for blood glucose and blood ketones. That will also be linked in the description below this video for you to check out next. Let's pivot and talk about the many benefits of getting into ketosis. Now, for the record, I recommend cycling in and out of ketosis. Staying in ketosis all of the time, in my personal opinion, would require too strict of a lifestyle, and that's just not my jam. I like a little more flexibility and moderation. The primary benefit of getting into ketosis, in my opinion, is that it signifies you're burning fat for fuel, which should line up with lower blood glucose and blood insulin levels. It helps reverse a condition called insulin resistance. Research has shown that insulin resistance and inflammation are at the heart of many chronic conditions, including obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, cancer, 
dementia, and more. Another benefit is mental clarity and focus. It's true, when you first switch over to a low-carb, intermittent fasting lifestyle, you may experience temporary symptoms of the keto flu like irritability, sugar cravings, headache, and fatigue. But your body will become more metabolically flexible and able to efficiently switch from burning carbs to fat for fuel in a couple of days to weeks, and you'll feel so much better than you did before you made this lifestyle change. A third benefit of being in ketosis is appetite suppression. The mechanism of this appetite suppression is not fully understood, but it's a very important point. Traditional calorie-restricted diets will cause an increase in your hunger hormone ghrelin and a reduction in your satiety hormone leptin. So getting into ketosis is a great way to avoid this hormonal trigger that so often happens with weight loss and contributes to weight regain. To put it simply, you cannot just eat less and expect to lose weight, keep it off and feel good doing it. If you want to make weight loss a whole lot easier on yourself, then you'll need to change the quality of your food, not just the quantity. For more information about what types of food I recommend for fat loss, be sure to download my ultimate food guide that's linked below this video. Now, if those benefits, reduced insulin resistance, increased mental clarity and focus, and reduced appetite sound amazing, I want you to type yes in the comments so that I know you're with me. We're going to wrap this episode up with a discussion about how you can get into ketosis fast. There are two things I recommend to get into ketosis fast, but more importantly, I want you to recognize that it's okay and usually better if we actually ease into ketosis, like you're dipping your toe in the water, then slowly get into the pool versus jumping into the deep end. The reason for this is that I don't want you to just get into ketosis once, hate it, and be too discouraged to ever try it again. I want you to be able to slowly and surely change your lifestyle for good. So keep that in mind and recognize that this is a lifetime journey, not a sprint. The first thing I recommend you do is start using intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting allows your body to use up what available carbohydrates there are for energy. Because when you don't eat anything, your body has no other choice. There are other anti-aging and disease-fighting benefits of intermittent fasting too, which is why I'm such a big fan. The first thing you do when you start intermittent fasting is assess your current feeding and fasting window. Are you fasting for at least 12 hours a day? say 7 p.m. to 7 a.m.? If you're not, why? Are you emotionally or habitually eating at night after dinner, even when you know you're not hungry? That's where you would start, tackling that habitual late night snacking to increase your fasting window to at least 12 hours. Once you've mastered that, I want you to gradually increase your fasting window to 16 hours. Give yourself a week or two to gradually increase your fasting window. Now remember, intermittent fasting is not about eating less. It's about eating less often. So be sure that you're properly fueling your body during your feeding window with enough healthy fat, fiber, and protein. My next tip for you is to reduce your net carb intake. 
Net carbs are simply the total carbs minus the fiber. I like using the Carb Manager app on my phone or desktop to track my macros five days a week, and that's what I recommend to my clients and members as well. Not only does this serve as an accountability tool, but it's very educational to see what macronutrients are in your food. If you don't already, follow me on Instagram to check out my stories because I regularly post my macros for the day to get you inspired to track your own food. Regarding how low to go with your carbs, this is again a place where I'd ease into things. You can do the preset keto function in the Carb Manager app and have around 30 grams of net carbs per day, but you're probably gonna hate how you're eating, especially if you're used to a higher carb diet. Yes, the keto diet will get you into ketosis fast and it can be a great tool occasionally to break through a weight loss plateau or serve as a reset. But I find that most of my members feel better around 50 to 100 grams of net carbs per day. Here's a really important point. If you're not sleeping well, you will have a very hard time getting into ketosis. Sleep deprivation is a form of stress on your body. Stress increases the hormone cortisol, which increases blood sugars. When your blood sugar is high, your body won't need to get into ketosis, so it won't. Same goes for stress. Focusing on your sleep quality or stress is going to be a critical part of your weight loss and maintenance. Let's recap those recommendations to get into ketosis. Number one, start using intermittent fasting and build up to a 16 hour daily fast. Number two, reduce your net carbs and start tracking your macronutrients on Carb Manager. Number three, sleep better and reduce your stress for lower cortisol and blood sugar levels. If you want to dive deeper into how to lower your insulin and inflammation, definitely check out my free masterclass that teaches you just that. You can download that today for free at weightlossforhealth.com forward slash masterclass. If you like this video and want to learn more about nutritional ketosis, be sure to like it, share it, and leave a comment so I know what kind of content you find most helpful. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you in the next video. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It's been really fun for me to dig into the science behind fat burning and learn that, in my opinion, the most effective way to sustainably burn fat is through a combination of a lower carb lifestyle and intermittent fasting. You know, you can get there with a keto diet. But I believe personally from my own experience and my course members that a low carb diet and intermittent fasting is more sustainable than the keto diet. I think that the keto diet has a place, especially for certain conditions, um, but for sustainable weight loss, mm, maybe not so much. But one thing that I do know is that when you want to lose weight sustainably, you need a lot of protein. Protein is one of the macronutrients, right? So there's fat, there's protein, there's carbs. And I believe that protein is the most important macronutrient because it fuels our muscle tissue. And as Dr. Gabrielle Lyon says, muscle is the organ of longevity. So if you wanna live a long life, if you wanna maintain your weight loss, and if you want to function as you get older, you need muscle. And 
Inevitably, when someone joins my program, they're low on protein. I like when my members track their macronutrients for accountability and education and troubleshooting. And one of the most common questions that I get asked is, Morgan, how can I increase my protein intake? So that's what I'm covering next week. I'll talk to you same time, same place next week. Bye for now.